So they have a law off, which is like the ultimate like like moment of like, okay, who knows? Who knows their Jewish laws better? Who knows? Who can top that? Who can top that? Who can top that? (laughs) (laughs) Top that. Welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide, Disco Citizens, the podcast where gore hounds and best friends, Terry Gamble and Julia Marchesi, break down a different horror movie each week, exploring a multitude of genres, sub-genres, and sub-sub-genres, classic and cult, international and underground flicks alike, determining which films are the goriest, and offering up Horror Movie Survival Guide tips to to help help you you stay alive. Hello, Disco Citizens. Welcome to another fine episode of your favorite podcast, Horror Movie Survival Guide. I'm Terry, and I have my lovely co-host with me today. This is Julia. This week, we are talking about 2019's Hanukkah. The title of this episode is, Does Anybody Want Any Nachos? I want some some nachos. Honestly, I could go for some right now. (laughs) The tagline for this movie, I got to give it to him for this one, Terry. This is pretty good. Okay. A Torah-fying new tale of horror. It's yeah, a brilliant, a yeah. brilliant. Into we it. love a Hanukkah tale. This is there's so much, so many in the movie too. A little, little, little plays on words and using you know the oh, yeah. the, the laws of the Talmud and, and more. Uh, packing, pretty great. Packing those 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 jokes in. There mm-hmm. is an alternate t- title for this movie, which is "From the Dreidel to the Grave," which I all think also think is is pretty great. I wish they had done that. Oh, yeah, Hanukkah is is quite innocuous as a title yeah. so something a little more fun i think would suit this movie better so yeah this was written and directed by uh evan mcgar so uh this is the last movie for both sid haig and dick miller oh so r.a.p to them both we yeah. love you both so we open on december 8th 1983 with a man adding a head to a collection in the basement we listen to the news bulletin as you always do in a horror movie horror yes. movie survival guide tip always listen to the news they said six more bodies have been found and so there's been a, a dead body for every night of hanukkah and now this is the final night and all of them had the star of david carved on their chest and you again a shout out this is the hana killer i mean pretty in bad. all the news clippings that they have yes i'm just oh i was like this is wonderful and also great play great play mm-hmm. you know we got we got a, a stacked cast too like charles fleischer and you know um yeah carolyn williams like J- pj souls like all, a lot of people pop up in this movie that are, yeah. are some of our favorite people in horror Yes, that is very true, but they, mm-hmm. th- we'll get into this movie. Uh, so the, <laughs> so uh, the eighth and final night of Hanukkah, here we have Sid Haig looking like this is his last movie, and he is looking very upset about this and very conflicted about what he's done. He, uh, he has his daughter, wife, chained it's to... His wife chained it's his wife chained up. Because it's their really son great. that he's about to sacrifice which is also you know some old testament uh talbot talmud uh talmud stuff yes killing killing your kids yeah it's fun stuff i don't i don't know i don't know why the mom is in this bathtub of black filth i think it's amazing how disgusting it looks i think that was really well done just production designer i don't think i've ever seen water that black before so well done i'm not clear what that's about do you know? Like she's just being chained up, and but I don't really know. She why. did something wrong, probably like or he in his eyes something that was against the Jewish laws, 
because that's what this guy does, right? That's how he kills is because if you're being um, a bad Jew, as he says, you would be murdered, right? And that's like what he's going and doing. And he's being his own judge. So he feels like God has called him to punish his wife and take out the child. So he's about to stab him on the table, but the cops arrive and shoot him just in time. He dies in front of the kid, but what happens to the knife? Maybe the kid put it in his teddy bear for later. Then that's credits. That's the opening sequence. Uh, Also surprised, produced by Felissa Rose. Stunt coordination by Kane Hodder. Kane Hodder, yeah. And then music by Harry Manfredini. So we're talking about the big big names here and i'm very i was hoping to see felissa in this yes same. i was like oh but she's not in it she's always such a joy on screen she's always causing so much chaos i love it oh yeah so then we flash forward to 36 years later and we see a menorah made out of a human hand human hands gorgeous well gorgeous it's on their poster and uh it's uh terrifying you know if uh if i were to make a menorah i probably wouldn't make it out of hands i I did see a really fun menorah that looked like a hitachi uh, massager implement oh interesting recently and i was very excited by that 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 would be more my speed okay ha 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 what speed tell us about the speed Um, so we i think part of the reason that this film feels a little uneven to me. There are moments in it that I really, really like, and there's moments that I think are very, very clever and fun. And then there's moments where I don't know what's happening. I don't know why we're doing this. Like we have, we open on this uh, couple who are in a car uh, making out, and we get this uh, period blood head scene that I don't understand why. That is against rabbinical laws. That's against Jewish laws. You're not supposed to um, be around men when you're on your period. You're supposed to go ah, to like the red tent essentially and like be gotcha. away from men. So she, um, by asking him to actually have relations with her during that time is committing a sin. So if you're going to follow everything to the freaking TTT, right? Right. So, um, you know. See, you're always my religion consultant, right? I, and uh, you know, this is even your specialty. We're talking about a whole different religion, but you're already like bringing out the goods. Yes, I did grow up Seventh-day Adventist, so I did have to keep a lot of these laws as well. So it's uh, it's it's fun, a fun little crossover. I did take my right. SATs at the Jewish day school, so I had to keep sunset to sunset. Friday night, I wasn't allowed to go out. We kept that as well, too. So on the Sabbath, you're not supposed to work or do anything. So, but, yeah. Uh, no, but that's it. That's all right. <laughs> the period one, though? No, that was not a thing for me. But um yeah so okay that's by good her, because that's... by her asking him to do that yeah and they're having the american werewolf like little like i think it's cute they're having their little like send up I, I was like oh it's gonna be fun this movie and then i was like no it's not gonna be fun like this the rest of it it was just this little moment they, they where we got like, a little bit of comedy so disgusting these characters and i like not that because of what they're doing just like the way they were talking to each other i was like oh who are these people i don't like these people so they of course get uh killed terribly we have um amanda doesn't get killed we... she just gets taken <laughs> see i didn't even fucking connect that that was amanda i was like oh yeah. she's just some random girl okay, no it's, it's girl. steven and amanda gotcha. that's amanda the cousin of nina who we're gonna meet later so no they're oh, they are see? all connected those things that makes this movie make so much more sense <laughs> i don't know she why doesn't I get killed she gets were... tortured and punished according to the law so okay, she's chained and set into this like little pit basically and probably stoned or I, something i guess i felt like it was the beginning of final exams like you have this couple that make out and they're like you never see this couple, that couple again you're like oh no okay, that you we, is, we absolutely see amanda through most of the movie yeah uh so then we meet our our main characters we have adam uh robert felsa jr we also have 
Dave, David, no, David Josh. and Josh, David mm-hmm. and Josh, uh, DeAndre Johnson and Tolvia Harris. And so they are roommates. Buddy's going to go out to this party out somewhere. They keep saying it's two hours out of, t- out of town. We don't know exactly where they are. But uh, Josh is not going to go because Josh is going to be having dinner with his girlfriend and his girlfriend's mom, Mrs. Mm-hmm. Horowitz, played by PJ Souls. And so they're giving him a guff for wanting to not go to the party. You just want to go with your girlfriend. Well, the girlfriend's mother, like, insists. He's like, no, actually, my the girlfriend didn't insist. Her mother is the one who invited me. And that's why I want to go to honor her, you know, because it's like he's 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 following all the laws. I can't tell if he's converted. It sounds like he might have been because he is he's he's a black black Jewish uh, gentleman, our little Josh. Um, and they're like, just because you're, you know, trying to like, you know, um, make up for it. And they say some stuff that like negating him being, you know, some stuff that sounds very, uh, you know, you got the, like, they're ribbing each other for him being overly zealous now because he is, seems to be the converted one, um, which could happen sometimes. Um, but also we're going to find out later that maybe um uh, Adam knows a lot because he actually went to rabbi school um, mm-hmm. and actually knows. But the we, book we don't know well. that now. We'll we'll learn that later, and it'll okay. it'll make it because his it's all right. I mean, we're spoiling this whole movie yeah. for you anyway, so it right. doesn't make. But right. uh, the fact that he keeps saying what a bad Jew he is, but then it's actually because he's like guilt because he didn't he didn't finish this thing. So uh, one of the moments in this movie that I thought was quite genius is we have a the Hana killer killing a skinhead and then using his skull cap as a yarmulke, which I was like that's brilliant honestly that was probably one of my favorite things too i was just like get that guy he's done and also kind of a brilliant boss move but also shivery inducing because i'm just like Mm -hmm. oh my god skinny amica oh that seems uh not kosher either um but yeah Uh, so So, we we -hmm. we finally see our pj souls who is mrs horowitz i don't know if pj souls knew the kind of movie she was in she's playing it so straight and everybody else is playing it so silly um, which, but it's fine. But you know, we have this kind of thing going back and forth because, like, oh, Mrs. Horace wants to get on Josh because he's really handsome, but he's like, I can't because I'm a virgin and I'm not waiting for marriage. And but she keeps saying, like, you can. Here are the rings, the very, very special to our family rings you can use to propose to my daughter. And I was so when he finally is like, I'm not going to have sex with you. She says, I was trying to tell you I was going to give you my house as a yeah. wedding present. Yeah, so he. We had all misconstrued what she wanted, but she was given the wrong vibe for sure. The reading um, of the signs. Yeah, it did come off that way. It was kind of funny. Um, and I was just like, mm, PJ. Yes. But we love PJ. And, and we anytime we see her on screen, for sure, we'll have to uh, ask her to come on the show sometime. That would be yes. amazing. So they end up going to this out to this party. They have to stop at the gas station where they meet this inexplicable trio of Russian folk that I'm not sure why are in this movie. I like them as characters and they're fun and they're a good addition, but they seem very out of place. And I, I say, I don't, okay, just, just go with it. Well, Roll they're the cousins that are in town that want to have a good time. And they also, we also need more body count as in any, sure. <laughs> any horror movie. Right. Yeah. So this is um, Amanda's cousin, Nina and her friends um, who are um, trying to go to this party, but we don't know that they are connected tangentially and going to the same party. When we meet them, they're kind of shitty to the other car and the other folks. Um, and they kind of have a little bit of a run-in with Rachel um, as they stop at this gas station. Um, but then they realize like, oh, actually we're all going to the same party. And they actually helped her with directions out to the party. Um, I don't know why they were so lost. I feel like wouldn't somebody have a phone, but that's my you know, okay. we give it up in a horror movie. We just have to be like, sometimes 
it's hard to find things, right? Yeah, maybe they have no 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 signal. How how do we know? So they end up uh, leaving Mina at the gas station because she said she's not going to go with. Uh, she keeps calling Yuri. Rachel, Rachel yeah. a whore, so she's yeah. not going with this this whore to this party. So they leave Nina at the gas station and head on up to the party, which is their friend Ian's house, uh, played by Caleb Thomas, and it's very empty. There's about seven guys there and no girls at all. And so and as Yuri, the Russians Yuri come and in, they're like, yeah. <laughs> Where are the ladies? God damn it. It's a sausage I, fest. What's going on? Ah. I will shout out to Ivan and Adam Frenick because I think he's pretty funny. I think he really understands the movie he's in and is really going for it. I appreciate that. Like hilarious and just making jokes about like how terrible this party is and like where are the girls? Why did they call anybody? Why would you have us drive this far for this? Um and uh but you know the 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 party host is trying to give the kids, you know, he's like, uh food uh i don't know like he's just trying to make it better i think i guess i it would be so i can't imagine going to somebody's party and yes we've all been to parties where you get there like oh okay it's this right it's not the party you thought it was going to be but you go okay you were real well with it right yeah i can't imagine going to a party it being that and you giving the host shit for it like it's not their fucking fault people didn't show up don't blame them and then you're making them feel bad when they already feel bad because nobody showed up to their party so it's just like guilt upon guilt. It feels so mean to me. And they give it to him. They do this the whole movie, giving him shit about this. Like, it's not his fault. Don't pick on him. He's he's hosting you in his fucking house. Be grateful. Uh, I don't think these are the gratitude guys. <laughs> By yeah. any means. So, um, anywho, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So any there's also Ian's sister's not there. And they were like, your sister's not even here. So they're upset that like the sister's not even there to like, you know, be a hot girl, um, Cheryl. But uh, the girls end up in the, the sister's room, uh, Judy and Rachel, and they end up like trying on the sister's clothes and just hanging out. And they're about to almost have a moment because Rachel's wild. She didn't want to go have dinner with her boyfriend and her mom, but she did potentially want to make out with David and maybe Judy. Uh, and so they have a moment. Yeah, Judy, this is uh, Louise Rosama as Judy and Sadie Katz as Rachel. Uh, Judy's way into her, trying to get on her, but Rachel, and they, they do a little kissy-kissy, you know, boob to boob, which we love. Thank you for that. But also Rachel's like, no, I'm not really into girls. It's not, I don't really want to go do all of this with you. I just said that to piss off my friends, you know, or whatever. And like, you know, she, her, it was her bravado from earlier. So. so she ends up walking over to David, putting her hand over his mouth and pulling him into the other room by his crotch, which would work on 99% of men, I feel like. <laughs> if you just went up and did that, you're like, yeah, okay, guaranteed. Don't it's have on. to do, you have to say a word. It's on. Um, but I also love to, um, the comedy from the the Rush, uh, Russian friends as well, ribbing um, Ian still. Like, what's up with your little look? Are you Harry Potter? What's wrong with you? Like to like Adam and like all, all these guys, they're just, they're they're funny. They're, give, they're giving us some, some fun little comedy moments here too. Um, then we cut to outside and we have um, a bad Santa, uh, similar to Violet Night Santa, but not the real Santa. Mm -hmm. He's a real mall Santa. And he's, you know, say, ends up saying some kind of anti-Semitic stuff to um, our uh, Hano killer, if you will, who's outside. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, the Hano killer does not take it lightly. No, he stabs that Santa and there we are. So they, we have uh, Nina who eventually shows up. She took a cab to get her car, drove the car to there. 
um, Ivan is joking around with this big antique dreidel, uh, pretending it's his dick and is yep. walking around poking people and things with it, even though Ian's like, it's an antique, it's my mom's, please don't do that. But he doesn't care. So we, he, correct me if I'm wrong, Ivan goes into the bathroom, disappears, and is never, we never see him again. Right. Like, we don't see his body, we don't see anything, he just disappears from this film. I think he is one of the body counts. I thought he ended up like as one of the dead people too, or like tortured people. I lost track of him. Okay. All right. We're doing great. <laughs> I was watching this movie. I was paying attention. I did too. I, I did too. And I have a lot of notes. Like, I mean, we had the moment too where like, um, uh, this is where we're around the time where we get Judy and um, Adam end up watching a movie uh, together or they end up stuck in the, you know, in, in Cheryl, the Ian's sister's bedroom while everyone else is hooking up or, or the other guys are complaining and this guy's going to the bathroom. And this is where we get, um, we need more Jewish horror films <laughs> where that's the, what they end up talking about. Cause they're like click, clicking through. They're like silent night, deadly night, like, you know, Christmas evil, like all these other things they are like, where's the Jewish horror movie that we could watch right now for Hanukkah. So. Yeah, they pr propose Last Synagogue on the Left, which I think is is pretty good. And Some I agree. Great titles. We, we mm -hmm. are very happy to have this Jewish horror movie in our our, our repertoire and uh, during this season. So yes, please, we would love to yes. cover more. Um, that would be amazing. Um, we then get to the kill room. So here's a question I have. So Amanda is, she's all chained up. She's has handcuffs on. Mm -hmm. She is in this hole that mm -hmm. he had, that he had put her in. Mm -hmm. So she comes out. He's just the count. How killer is just sitting there. And this is the first time we see his face and we haven't seen this guy before. I'm like, Oh, it's just some random guy. I don't know who this is. Mm -hmm. she, he's just sitting there because it's on the Sabbath. And so he can't do, he anything. can't work. He can't work. So he can't kill her. There is an ax sitting right on the ground when she crawls out of this hole and she does not use it and i do not that made me so angry I'm like what are you doing he literally cannot fight back all you have to do is put a like an axe in the skull and you're done you're fine what are you doing it made me very angry i think but she, she does was so good... discombobulated because didn't she like have to like she ripped off her thumbs to get out of the manacles she like... chewed, chewed off her own thumbs yeah yeah so but this is before that like when she crawls out before she does anything to her thumbs right it's just her axe is just sitting there as a filmmaker why would you do that why would you then you're like oh she's dumb why what are you doing uh just don't have an axe sitting there and it's fine yeah. So she chews off her thumbs, gets out of the manacles, and then immediately steps into a bear trap and is now uh, naked on the ground in a bear trap with her foot nearly half off. I, w one complaint I have about this film is most of the gore stuff was so dark. I yeah, couldn't you couldn't see it. Really see. And I understand you need to have it dark because, you know, in bright light, the effect's probably not going to look as good. And I got, I got that. But it was so dark. I'm like, I see kind of glistening something, but I can't tell what that is. And your brain's trying to like fill in the blanks a little bit, but it's not always, uh, yeah, yeah, understood. Well, horror horror movie, modern horror movies in general are too dark these days. Anyway, I will say they that really is... are. Why mm -hmm. is that? Can you guys brighten up your movies, please? Yeah, next, please. Yeah. Give, I want just, Technicolor I back you... so bad. I'm like, I want like old movie musical like color back. I, I, I don't mean, care look, if it's giallo that's... orange. Like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> bring it Agreed. back. Well, it'll. it'll... It'll swing back around again, but that's why something like Midsummer is refreshing because it is like I can see everything. It's delightful. Yeah. I don't have to like what is that down the hallway? 
I think it's like, horror no, no, no. Can... I can see what's down that hallway and it's not yeah. good. Yeah. Horror movies can be bright or different and not doesn't have to be always dark and scary. And this is I'll be back. I'll be very happy when this swing backs around. So yep. David's tires end up being slashed and now mm-hmm. they are all stranded at Ian's house. Again, this was the thing where I'm like, you guys just go. I understand it's expensive to get an Uber, but you're splitting it anyway. There's going to be four of you. Like just suck it up. And to the poor Ian who doesn't want you at his house, his sister comes back and is like, what the fuck are these people doing in my house? Wearing my clothes, which is fair enough. Because I came back and people were wearing my clothes. Like, what the hell are you doing, man? It's so weird. It's so weird. The hospitality's strange. Like, like a lot of this, a lot of the premise for all these things feels very um, feels forced um, for that for that stuff. But also, these people don't give a fuck either. <laughs> a little bit too, or just like we'd rather save money and inconvenience our friend. Uh, and also, what else are we gonna do when we go back home? Like, it's well, like. I- yeah. As we as we know, the most important thing in a horror movie is to have you care about the characters because yes. then you care if they die or not. So they really are with us and they kill them all. Please. They're all terrible people. I don't like anybody. I like Ian because his his solution is does anybody want any nachos? Jalapeno, uh, jalapeno poppers. poppers. That's all he's got. <laughs> he's trying his best. But Josh he's trying to bench- host. Yeah, because he probably had stuff left over because nobody came to that party. <laughs> such a sad thing when nobody comes to your party. Uh, so the Josh ha- couldn't pick them up the day before because it was Sabbath, so he couldn't drive. But now finally he's got his way out there. Yeah. And as soon as he gets there, he realizes what's happened. And his girlfriend has not only made out with a lady, but also had sex with his friend. So but he- also she's sad because it was all bad. The whole time while she was having sex with little David, she was calling him little David, uh, mm-hmm. so to speak. Uh, she called him little, little in her body (laughs) and made him cry while they were having sex. It was like just bad. So David is upset that he did it. Um, Everyone's upset and no one's happy. And Josh is ready to leave uh, as soon as he gets there. Yeah. And so he tells Adam he's going to move out and he leaves him there. But Judy took his wallet. Okay. (laughs) You're a terrible person, Judy. You're hot, but you're a terrible person. So they they decided that we're just going to stay another night because David's car will be ready on the morning and then we can all go back together. Um, But then we start to find some bodies, including Ian's sister, Cheryl, with a Star of David carved into her belly. Yeah, it's not looking good. Um, And then we have um, Eamon Feist, who like shows up played by Charles Fleischer. Um, And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> this movie I know I'm we're trying to get to eight days and nights essentially right because we're going to get to all the nights of Hanukkah I think which is why they keep finding ways to keep the people there I feel but also just like this was so confusing this part coming in I was like okay a new character like literally I think it was like an hour over an hour into the movie yeah which some, which sometimes I don't mind sometimes I'm right. like, oh cool like Who's barbarian a little kind of yeah fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was just kind of confusing yeah, he's just confusing. Like, wait, why have we not heard from you before? Why did you wait this long to step in? But we needed someone to bring us the lore, right? And also bring right. us the story. So he's our, he's our connector, right? But just kind of bringing him in in this way. Yeah, a little a little clunky, I feel. But he comes in and he tells him about, about our Hana killer. So he said that he his father was uh, one of his victims. Mm-hmm. His name was Judas Lazarus. Judah Lazarus. He And he was so incensed about how important the commandments were that he made up 53 more 
So now he's running into Carrie's mom territory where she's just spouting Bible verses that don't even exist. Like that kind of, you're so religious that you're like, oh, God's telling me these other commandments and I have to follow them. So his whole thing is that he, anybody he thinks is a bad Jew, he is going to kill because they are not living up to his standards, even though, even though he's killing people, which should tell him right there that you maybe are not a good person. Hello. Um, so um, we're dealing now, though, with not um, Judah anymore, but it's Obadiah now who has risen. Basically, he's just around the same age as Amon, he says. And so he's like, yeah, we, you know, um, grew up, but I kept an eye on him and I should have reached out to him, but I never actually talked to him. Um, and uh, he kind of, you know, got off the grid. And now I don't really know what's happening, but I have a feeling that these killings are the things that are happening right now to you guys are connected. Um, and so he's, you know, does a night walk and finds out that there's a house with a mezuzah by the door and meaning that somebody was, you know, has recently passed. And so he was or looking or looking for Jewish neighbors and stuff, too, in the neighborhood. Um, and uh, he finds uh, where some bodies might be and some people might be uh-huh. right next door. Yes, and this kill room is pretty pretty good. I enjoy it. It's it's got hooks to hang people up. We got some ball gags going on. We have Judy naked and uh, spread eagle on a table, and this is legit gore. Like this yes. is terrifier two level yep. gore. Like where ripping, he's gonna peeling skin, slice off all of her skin, and mm-hmm. you can, yeah, and you can see the other side of the knife pointing out, going out through the other way. It's really gnarly. Really well yeah. done. Yep. Agreed. Pretty gross. Yay. Yay. Um, we like it when it's yay, gross. So, so um, shout out to the, to the people who made those effects because they did a, a there, was, Rick Baker does get a special thanks in this movie. I would just like to point that out. Um, but the uh, make, key market makeup artist was Megan Amberly Grant on this. So well Great done. Job. Yeah. Really well done. Uh, but they, they, what is going to happen, Terry? How are well, our lovely, folks gonna get out of this mess yeah well in the midst of that they're trying to figure out you know um who you know who the who the killer is and all that kind of good stuff and what really has been happening um and amanda can't talk because she'd gotten her like tongue ripped out i think or something as well um uh so they're going to um adam is gonna go and is is basically told by Eamon to go and he's like why aren't you coming to help me like you're literally just sending me to go to this kill place he's like well kind of yeah like you get to go like we've called the police we've called the ambulance so you get to go over there um and Adam goes over there he's about to nope out as soon as he walks up he's like I don't think I want to go in that room because he can see through one of the windows how awful it is in there but he turns around and then okay finally like is like feels the guilt and goes back inside um and did Adam uh, did Adam and Judy go i'm sorry adam did adam go to the adam and nina did they go to the cops they said they were going to go to the cops and then they say to aim the cops didn't ask any questions but it seemed really glossed over and like why are the cops not coming did, did they know. not go to the cops i'm confused um i do like that adam is able to diffuse the killer by just talking to him yeah because he I knows the law kind of so they have a law off which is like the ultimate like like moment of like okay who knows who knows their Jewish laws better? Who knows? Who can top that? Who can top that? Who can top that? <laughs> <laughs> top that. Yeah, top that. So they're going off back and forth kind of with his, with these guys, like extra laws that he has. Like he's like, no, no, no. Um, that's Leviticus this. This is this, this, this. This is, you know, and they're going back and forth about the rules 
um, and basically anything that the killer is trying to use to justify his murders. Um, Adam, he's like, I don't, I may look like lazy or whatever, but he's like, I studied, like I was about to be a rabbi. Like I know the law, like you, you know, this is not right either, you know, and he has a good rebuttal for it. Um, his faith will save him even though he thought he was bad the whole time, but he ends up being the one that is able to get away. He is able to give, uh, put the, the killer puts the skull cap yarmulke on his head, which he's like, I don't really want this. Um, and then flash forward to Dick to Miller. Yay. Mm -hmm. As a rap, as a rabbi mm -hmm. given it. And everybody's dead except for Adam and Eamon is dead and now we're at Eamon's funeral and now his brother at the funeral finds a handkerchief with his name on it and then there's some ears inside and it says listen and that's all what I don't understand I didn't understand the, understand ending. the ending was I so, so I felt like I was I, I was feeling a bit dim I was like was there we nope. haven't seen this brother ever in this movie. He's just in the very. So is it setting it up for a sequel? I now think maybe gonna get revenge. Or yeah, something? like he's gonna probably be the next one because he the seemed really chill away, about it. Right? Yeah, yeah, and he seemed really chill about the um about his, the message that was given to him, so to speak. Right. Um. So that is the end. I don't know if you do know what it meant. Like, I would love to know, um, maybe if you find us on the internet and give us a little, little, little more um, context, um, that would be maybe I helpful. Just, I, I just thought they were setting it up for a sequel. That's what That's I felt what it like. Looked like. like. Like the killer hasn't been killed. Mm -hmm. So we could get this new person who's going to be on the trail to find him. Perhaps. Um, right. Okay. So gore factor. One is not enough blood to fill the Dixie cup. Two is a puddle of blood. Three is enough blood to go south. The average viewer Four is a bathtub of blood and five is run for the barf bag. This is a five. As we mentioned, it's got oh, yeah. Terrifier 2-esque sequences. We're like, that's hard. Going hard. So I do appreciate that about this movie. When your skin is crawling and peeling, absolutely. And if you have a menorah that's made out of hands, we're going to give you a five. Um, happy Hanukkah. Um, absolutely. Um, let's do some ratings. Uh, Chainsaw is one if you're desperate. Two barely qualifies as a horror film. Three seen worse, seen better. Four not too shabby. Five fantastical. For me, this is a three. I was a little confused um, about what was happening in some of it. Um, but I was also really delighted by some of the gory stuff. Um, and also some of the little, you know, me, I love a little, a, a pun, a pun moment and plays on words. Um, I was here for some of those, uh, some of those punny things, um, as well. I mm -hmm. gave it a two and a half. Mm -hmm. There were lots of things that I thought were good or getting to be good. And I really, really appreciate what they're aiming for. I like that this movie exists. I'm very happy it exists, but it doesn't for me hit the mark that it should. There were lots of confusing moments where I'm like, I'm not normally confused in a horror movie. I'm usually pretty, pretty solid on what's happening. You I know? think they could shave 30 minutes off of this movie and it would pop. <laughs> yeah. And you just know? having more, I just having mm -hmm. more connections between the characters. Like yeah. Eamon comes in, I'm like, huh? And then yeah. his brother comes in in the end. I'm like, huh? Who are these? What? Double who are these people? 
Yeah. That's all right. Double huh. That's okay. You make the movie you want to make. That's all right. <laughs> I appreciate that. Tell us where the people can find us, Terry. Oh my God. You can find us all over your interwebs at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can also, you know, continue to stream us as you do all over. Download us. Give us uh, ratings on all of those platforms. That's super helpful as well. We do yes. appreciate that, especially if you love it. Um, that's very, very helpful. Um, you can also um, find us at Patreon slash Horror Movie Survival Guide if you want to support us as an independent show. You can also um, just, you know, find us out and about town sometimes. You know, we're out there in the world. Uh, I love that when people find us or find our stickers. Uh, that's great, you know, because you can buy merch. Oh, wait. Yeah. At our Teespring store on the Internet as well. We love you so yes, much. Thank and you. if you join mm-hmm. our Patreon, one of the one of the things is you if you do get stickers, we do like to people recruit people into our street team, sticking stickers, telling people the, the story of horror movies from guy. We're passing on the gospel. <laughs> yes, and please tell us what <laughs> what movies you would like to hear us cover. We do take requests, and we'd be delighted to add yours to our list. And we hope that you have a delightful week here in this holiday season. Yes, happy Hanukkah, kids. All right, take care. Bye. Thank you for listening. Horror Movie Survival Guide is independently produced by Terry Gamble, Julia Marchesi, and Sierra Ryan. Hey, that's me. If you would like to support the show, find us on patreon.com slash horrormoviesurvivalguide.